This is the Life and Soul podcast with me, Emma Forbes. 2020 really was an eventful year, and amidst the madness, we've all had time to reflect on what we most appreciate in life. And although we're still surrounded by uncertainty, it's important to be reminded of what really matters. I'm going to be asking some fabulous guests what makes them tick, asking them what really gives them life and what really feeds their soul. So join me for some nuggets of wisdom, a moment to breathe, and above all, a good old chat over a virtual cup of tea. And I hope that by listening, you'll leave feeling a little brighter about the year ahead. I am interviewing a lady that I love. I've known her from Loose Women. I've known her from all sorts of telly world, everything. She's now started this brilliant website. She's written this brilliant book. This girl is on fire. I need her because this girl, as in me, was not on fire when I last interviewed her. I was so not on fire that for whatever reason, I didn't even record the interview. We did a really good one. Andrea McLean. Welcome. And what makes me laugh is we talk about everything like, you know, the menopause, I talked about all these amazing things. And I thought, and I was the person that couldn't even flipping work the computer to even record you. That's how much of a sort of midlife crisis, menopausal hot mess I am. <laughs> this makes me laugh because that's exactly the kind of thing I would do, which is when I got the, the sort of slightly hot, clammy, sweaty message going, I'm so sorry, can we do it again? I just laughed because I just thought, <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing I would do and the kind of thing I've done. So I hope it, I hope it's the kind of thing you do. I bet it probably isn't. But for me, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe. And when they rang me, I was like, oh, don't tell me that. That's just like so mortifying. Then I thought, well, maybe if anybody's going to understand what it's like to be a hot mess with technical things. In fact, I think we even talked about what hot mess I am with technical things. However, the good thing is, because maybe there's a little bit of destiny in here, is that since we did the interview, you were about to launch your website. You'd done the book. But since then, you have done the big leap. You have officially left Loose Women and you have set up with Nick and and so congratulations because I'm a follower I'm signed up and I think it's brilliant how does it feel doing something so completely different do you know and I think it is a bit of fate the fact that now you know we were talking as in this is what I'm gonna do and it, it's a whole different conversation now talking about what I've done because yeah I obviously I've been working on um this girls on fire for coming up to three years now but it, it started off it was a free blog it was just this um online space where because of my journalistic background and journalist friends and this sort of thing, it was all just about putting out really great free content to help women. And, you know, then I wrote my second book that helps people and thought, right, actually, this is really no pun intended, but fired something up in me in that I'm really enjoying this. And I'm feeling that actually this is a direction that I want to go in. But obviously we're in the middle of lockdown. All my other work had dried up and, like that just disappeared so yeah. all I had was loose women which makes it sound you know for me you know all I've got is a national daytime tv show <laughs> I don't mean it like that but what I mean is <laughs> no no I get it no I get it <laughs> it was my one my one thing and yeah. I was I'd already been toying with the idea of of branching out but actually I realized I wanted to walk away and I wanted to yeah. give it a hundred percent of my energy and be able to, to really absorb my whole self in it rather than just something that I did you know I was literally 
you know, you, you, you get up at half five in the morning, you're racing into London, you're doing a live TV show and then coming home and literally going, right, what do I need to do? And then working into the evening and you, you know, I was kind of one foot in, one foot out. I think it's very difficult to be one foot in and one foot out. And I thought about it because I actually think that COVID has done that for a lot of people, like I was never brave enough really to do something on my own. I know that sounds mad, but a bit like you being on Loose Women with other people, I'd always been, whenever I'd done something, I'd always been with other people. I'd always done it as a team or been the co-host or been the straight girl to somebody being funny or whatever it was. Yeah. And probably if it hadn't been for COVID and the fact that I was on my own, <laughs> wasn't there wasn't any option. And I think sometimes that that is probably the best thing because I do think as well that, TV has changed and I do think that TV and I'm not saying it because you and I are now both out of it I'm saying it because I think it genuinely has changed and I think COVID will change TV even more and I think that subjects like your covering the fact that you had that reaction to your book which is a brilliant book by the way I read it too it's fantastic because I think people need help much more than they ever did. And I think they need it in different ways. And I actually think that actually the days of kind of, you know, being on telly and doing stuff like that, it's just, it's just so different now. I love telly. I love live telly in particular. I love the energy and the buzz. I love the teamwork side of it because everyone just sees, and I'm the same as you. I've, I've only ever worked with someone else either as a, as a, so funny you use the same words as me, as the straight sensible one on the side. <laughs> while yes. the other person's being hilarious and getting all the yeah. laughs and you're the one with the, the director screaming in the air going, we need to go to a break. We're going to pass over And you're the one being super sensible mm -hmm. and not driving yep. the bus. Well, the passengers going, woo, and everyone's yes. going, oh, they always. I'm a person going, they f while that person's being funny, they're going, Emma, they forgot the address. Can you give the address out? I'm like, totally <laughs> on it. And they go, and uh, and they've just talked over that. So you're you're going to need to introduce the event. I'm like, oh, a problem. Yes. It's, a very, it's a very important role, Andrea. And we both know it's a very important role, but it's not the all singing and dancing one. <laughs> and it's the one that no one notices because they go, weren't they hilarious? And you go, if they were driving this bus, yes. we would have careered into a wall by now. And I love it. And it's great. And, you know, and, and I'm not a naturally hilarious, forget everything kind of process. For me, the kind of, the shine had gone from it. Yeah. And I just, I've been doing it for 20 odd years. And when you've been around the block long enough, it starts becoming, oh yeah, I've done this before, or I've done this before. And then I just felt like eight minutes to talk to a person uh, that they had one key thing and it was always something they're on to sell or promote yeah. or what, what have you. And that's great, but I always wanted to know the person behind that, but you can't do that in eight, in eight minutes. And it just, I just felt that I, I just wanted to do things differently. So I sat down with Nick and thought, how do we make this work? And so, yeah, in the middle of a global pandemic, I quit my one and only job and literally leapt into the unknown because although we had the website, it wasn't necessarily a, in, it wasn't lucrative. It was a passion project yeah. and it was all about helping women and supporting them. But it, it, the only person it wasn't supporting was me. I wasn't yeah. making enough money from it to pay my bills or anything like that. But we decided that actually the, the best way to really 
take women from that place where they they read the articles or or read my book was to show them actually it's not just about knowing knowing isn't enough it's about implementation and we realized what what i wanted to create was like a gym membership for the mind so you know that you need to do something but knowing is isn't enough you need to go somewhere where people will show you what to do and then keep encouraging you and, and keep moving forward so we we were forming a, a a membership club it wasn't even up and running when I announced I was leaving I made the announcement in November and I did I think three weeks notice and we literally hit the ground running and we put the post out going we're launching a membership now we'd we'd done all these calculations about okay so we're hoping for this many members and you know really with our founder members we only wanted around 100 women to come on board so that then we had a, a good amount to survey make sure we're doing it properly ask them you know da, da, da. I was like, but what if we get overrun you know what if thousands of people come and at the end of that day we checked one person <laughs> one person had signed up who got very vip service i'm sure job. and literally we were like okay stay calm that's fine that's fine do we still believe in it yes we do will we still carry on with this absolutely and luckily yes we did get the 100 people and we had a waiting <laughs> list but but that first day of literally leaving my job and looking at this membership i wanted to die i was mortified because I was thinking have I got this totally wrong oh no you know imposter syndrome starts literally sitting on your shoulder and barking in your ear who did you think you were to think you could do this and it's it's now a place where it's awesome it has been uphill doesn't even begin to describe it it has been like a sheer cliff face sometimes in the rain where everything is wet and slippery and you're crying and your nose is running and you can't wipe it because your hands are so cold that's how it's felt and it's lonely and nobody cares and what am I doing but I feel like we've kind of got to the top now and we've we've looked around and realized we've built it we built it and they came and it works so now we're just at the point of making sure everything is ticking along. We've built a really great team. Everybody knows what they're doing and actually it's all starting to work, but it's been insane. So yeah, this is a much better conversation than talking about it in theory. I was going to say, this is this is where the destiny has kind of, I don't know, got in because I was so blown away by your book, the way you wrote about everything, the way you wrote about your own personal journey, the way you've been so honest about your your breakdown. You call it a secret breakdown, but it's not a secret because you've written about it. But but it was a secret at the time. So the way you went back and you revisited it and you talked about things that I think so many people resonate with. And and I and I, you know, I guess you couldn't have realized the impact of that because people were just. I mean, it sounds so awful to say they were desperate for a book to read about that, but I do think people want that community of kind of going, it's not just me that's having that kind of feeling, that sort of breakdown. And they don't expect it of people like you you or I, whether you're the, you know, the one doing all the singing and dancing bit or the straight person on the side, they don't, they see that persona and that's what they see. And they're like, well, her life's perfect then. So that's that that's all good. And there's nothing underneath that. And did you did you anticipate the reaction to that book would be? Because I know the last time we spoke that there were there were women contacting you and really offloading to you. And that's quite a burden in itself. That's quite a kind of wow, I've had that reaction. Yeah. And no, I didn't. Um, for me, uh, the reason I, you know, what was my why behind doing the book was just. I'm 
every time I hear any kind of good information, I like to pass it on and pay. I'm not selfish. I want to pay it forward and, and help. So for me, I'd had so much good advice and, and, and this sort of thing to help me get back on my feet. So to me, it made sense to write. I'm going to I'm a writer. I'm going to package this together in a way that that people will understand and I'll put it out into the world. And and I hope it helps. I didn't realize that it would literally it would just kind of explode. And literally women from around the world have been contacting me. And that's the beauty of things like Instagram, because uh, I do. I check my DMs and, and, you know, see if people are are reaching out. But I had one woman who I'm still in touch with, actually, who she messaged me to say that when the book was coming out, obviously I was booked to do publicity and this sort of thing. So I was I was talking about it on a TV show and she had booked into a hotel to take her life and she had taken tablets and was laying on the bed waiting for them to take effect. And she had the TV on in the background and I happened to come on and I spoke about my experiences and I don't know what it was that I said but she suddenly didn't want to die anymore and she rang her husband and told him where she was and she rang her GP and got taken to hospital and survived and she messaged me to say if you hadn't been on TV talking about your experiences I wouldn't be here today and my husband wouldn't have a wife my children wouldn't have a mother and my grandchildren wouldn't have a grandmother because she's an old an older lady so I messaged her back right away and just again that burden of responsibility of you know you you yes you know that people are suffering but to think that someone's listening to your words when you're talking about your own experiences you know people say who the hell are you to talk about you know why don't people need to just keep their mouth shut if they're going through this sort of thing nobody cares but actually I made a difference to one person yeah and like I said we keep in touch and she's awesome you know that her family have had a terrible time during the global pandemic both her and her husband uh got COVID they became very ill they're now having to move home to live in a in a single level dwelling because they can't manage the stairs but I keep in touch with her I message her and she actually joined my membership which blew me away and I messaged her going is this actually you I've just seen your name pop up and she went yes and she joins in with our community chats and joins in the events and she's super quiet she never really puts her hand up and joins in but I can see her little face on the on the zoom window mm. and I can see her name and just knowing that what started is me wanting to pay something forward and write a book then became me quitting my job and forming this membership and now there's hundreds of women we we literally have women from america from from south america from different parts of europe from the middle east from all around the world join not just the live events that we do but all the courses that we run and when you see them all come together for me they're little little squares on the screen but i keep an we have an app so i keep an eye on the app and i i sort of look at the conversations that people are having and take a note oh it's someone's birthday okay you know i wrote that down yeah. write that down. and once a month i do this thing where i get everyone together and i go so melody it's your birthday it's so cool. <laughs> it's and it's seeing that whole community thing that we've missed so much well, I think, again, that COVID has changed it because, again, the, the format with which you're doing it, you know, in the whole Zoom thing and the live events like that, that's a whole new concept. And I do think that COVID has brought about 
for sure, much more global anxiety. Mental health is going to be through the roof. It's all that hidden thing that we haven't heard about as much because obviously COVID's been the big headline. I've just traveled for the first time internally in America, but I hadn't been anywhere for a year, right? And I had slept in the same bed for 365 days. Think of the lives that we all led, right? So, so hadn't been anywhere. I had been completely institutionalized in my little safe bubble and leaving it was huge, right? And what I realized, and I thought that was just, not just me, but I thought, well, probably everybody else is probably just so much kind of cooler than this than, than, than I am. But you know what? Even the stewardess on the flight said to me, it's been a really big deal. I'm a mum, and actually, you know, I am worried about doing my job. And I thought, oh my God, of course you are. You're a stewardess. Like, why wouldn't you be terrified doing your job with COVID? You know, and she was like, I had a chat with her. I landed. I've got a girlfriend I thought I could see. I've been vaccinated. She's been vaccinated. We were going to meet for a cup of coffee. She's still too frightened to do it, right? And I and I was like, I, I, I get it. I think I've got more compassion. Do, do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I get it. Like, I'm... I'm like, well, we could meet outside. She's like, should we, should we just wait a week? I'm like, we can wait as long as you like. Like, it's fine. And I realized that this is all, these are all big steps. So for women who are in your community who are also dealing with other things where their anxiety has come from different things, not just COVID, but different things. You've got the whole menopause, the hormones, the age ratings, whatever it is. I think you are doing this at a time that is perfect. People are yearning for that kind of community where they can, even if they're the silent little person in the corner, that they can be, but they're on that screen with everybody else. They can actually still be there and go, there's a follow-up and I can go to the website and it's a comfort zone because we have to learn to live in a totally different world. What's actually quite beautiful about you know, the, the way that COVID has changed things is the fact that like you and I now, you're, you're in LA and I'm yeah. in Surrey. I'm in yeah. And, you know, and we're doing this and actually we've become so used to it now. Oh, I'll just send you the, I'll send you the link and yeah. we'll, we'll do this. And the fact that, you know, I'm bringing together women from literally four corners of the world, but actually they're united in one thing. They want to feel better. The, the age group of our, of our membership right now, we've got 19 to 67. That's literally the, the different age groups. Wow. Yes, we have what I can I can picture these women actually as I'm as I'm speaking. There's one who joined, and when they join, I always get them to write an introduction in terms of put a post out in the app and just say who you are and, and why you're here and in a year's time what you want to be celebrating so that you can see how far you've come. Yeah. And one woman who I'm thinking of, she totally lost her sense of self because of the menopause and she didn't realize actually it was the menopause but scared to drive doubting herself all the time little things that she used to be able to do just terrified and then add covid on top of that and she's become absolutely housebound just through yeah. her, her own internal fears but also external ones as well and we have this thing where we we set everyone gets the opportunity to they don't have to do it but i do this 10-day challenge and it's just about overcoming your fear and being brave and she did it and honestly I feel like everyone's mum I'm so proud of everyone and all it was was to take a little video of yourself speaking and she'd never been brave enough to do it before and she did it put it in the group we're all like yeah, yeah. and another one is a, a younger woman with two tiny children and 
she just wanted again it's that loss of sense of self but at a different time of her life because she's become yeah. a, a mum. she's now working from home and they're too young to homeschool which is even worse because they're constantly want their mummy all the time we've been teaching her to do through the lessons in the book which we then do through the community through the membership is stop feeling guilty for putting aside time that is just for you you know, it's this whole going back to you being on the airplane thing. It's this whole oxygen mask thing. You need yeah. to put those on first. Otherwise, if you're thinking you're doing all this through being caring, how can you be caring if you're absolutely on your knees? I keep coming back to please learn from my mistake. I kept going and going and going until I literally face planted with exhaustion and had a breakdown through all the stuff that I was carrying around, but also by trying to be this great mum and this great wife and this great business person yeah. and this great thing and in the end I wasn't asking for any help and in a robotic Stepford wife kind of one eye blinking like a doll gone mad going I'm absolutely fine how are you I'm absolutely fine and then yeah. fell down and so you know and this is what I keep saying to these ladies doesn't matter whether you're a student or whether you're a young mum or whether you're a grandmother do you ever feel like that would could would happen again or do you feel that the way you've now sort of you've come out the other side you, you've got the help you're married to somebody you're super happy with well unless you start working together and that's a nightmare which we... <laughs> that's our other book that's the next book you know do you ever think well what if it came back or do you think look if it comes back I've got the structure in place I know the things that I can do to get myself out of it has it or or do you just live in fear of it I'm intrigued to know that because anxiety is a very weird thing it's quite an insidious thing and it does seep into your life in different ways and I thought I wonder if you sort of think to yourself gosh if it happens again what will I do or, or whether you just do feel I think I could cope with it I think anxiety is something that is such an overused word now in the same way that depression is an overused word. Oh, I'm so depressed. You're not, you're, yeah. not, you're just, you're having a bad day. A bad day, yeah. You're not anxious. You're just feeling naturally apprehensive about something that is out of your comfort zone. Everything you're feeling, there's a totally normal feeling. You had anxiety, that's a whole different ball game. You can literally feel it in your blood vessels and on your skin and you think you're literally going to choke with, fear it's such an you're right it's an insidious thing how I describe anxiety for people who don't understand it it's like imagine you're standing in a room and you you know that feeling when an underground train is going underneath and everyone yeah. can kind of feel that but you're the only one that can feel it and you know there's a train running underneath your feet but you know at any moment that it could almost take over your whole body yeah. everyone else is looking normal and no one else can feel it it's the weirdest weirdest thing for me, the biggest change is now I'm not scared to put my hand up. Before yeah. I felt that it was, I think it's eldest child thing. I think it's always being a good girl thing. It's you never wanted to say, do you know what? Actually, I'm not coping with this very well. Could someone actually take this off me? I'm so used to going, that's not a problem. I'll it goes back to what we were saying before. Yeah. You know, The other person's done all this and it's totally fine. I'll, I'll handle it. That's my personality whereas now I know to go yeah no I, I'm starting to feel I'm having one of those days and I can feel things building so I'm really sorry but I'm not free now for the next few weeks and we'll schedule it in then but I'll I'll do it then or I'll say to Nick I can feel it building I need to step yeah. and 
I think he's so scared of it happening again. He's like, you stop. That's fine. You go. I'll stay. I'll manage it all. It's so fun. And I guess you've got good coping mechanism now. I know you do meditation. I know you and you give yourself that sort of moment every day to sort of tune in or sort of, you know, like tune out or whichever way you want to look at it. So I guess you've got much better coping mechanisms maybe as well. I do, but I'm just as bad as anyone else in that, you know, um, like I have a journal thing, like a diary planner, and I, I, I have this little goal setting thing where I write down, right, uh, I want to do yoga or exercise or go for a walk. I count them all in the same thing. Going for a long walk is just as great. Um, yeah. Meditate, finish work at a decent time, get seven hours sleep, don't eat nonsense. And I have little things that you tick every day. And sometimes I get to the end of the week and there's big X's in every single one. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't so I just kind of go, okay, no, that didn't really work this week. But okay, I'll start again next week. Yeah. I realize, especially when you've hit the ground and had to build yourself back up again. First of all, you're so frightened of it happening again that you try and do all the things. Never mind one thing that works. I'm going to do all the things. And then you realize, actually, you need to put some of the things down because you, you, you can't. And actually, if you don't do it all the time, it's totally fine. Just keep it. It's like a little balancing thing. Just as long as you do enough that you're feeling all right. And if you start to not feel all right, just go back to it again and sort of reset. So I've, yeah, I've cut myself some slack. Even with trying to relax, I was trying too hard well I think I was going to say I think there is a real art to relaxation as well because I think again in COVID everybody and through doing this podcast everybody's talking you know two of my questions are what gives you life what feeds your soul and I realize that we are all we're all on a mission to relax you know what I mean it's all like yes now what we need to do is we have to get up and we have to we've got to take that 10 minutes out of the meditation and I worry so much about how I'm going to relax because I think well what will I do about Hud who's my dog because I can't do that 10 minute morning bit because I have to take him out for a pee like he just literally lies on me going let's not do this meditation thing let's get outside and I need to pee and that so so I can't do that bit so I think okay well I won't do that so then I find somebody else's thing which is like you don't have to worry about that you just have to go on a really long walk and then sometimes because I've been on the east coast of America it's like minus 10 in the morning and I've walked for about five minutes I think I'm so cold I can't go on a 10 mile hike now I can barely move my hands so I go back and I think didn't do the long walk well you know I've got these check my list check my list and it got to the point where we were working so hard through January and February half past (laughs) 10 at night in the driving British rain I'm like well I have to go for a walk I haven't been for a walk and I'm walking along and Nick and I are walking together and I'm like this is awful this is not relaxing it's raining I hate this I hate I hate this not relaxing so yes you have to sort of accept that well you have to monitor and you also have to (laughs) which I think we did touch upon before is that it's that fine line with social media as well where I get so wound up if I watch people that are on social media that do like I'm I'm like you I like to walk in perfect weather conditions not gonna lie it doesn't have to be boiling it has to not be driving rain and I have to be able to feel all of my limbs daylight is nice I like and I like daylight 100% like daylight and yet I see you know I wake up in the morning and because of the flipping time difference as well I put on my Instagram there's always somebody that's run in the rain who feels invigorated and I instantly start my day going are you joking and they go I wasn't going to do it but I've done 5k I feel amazing 
And I'm like, oh my God, that is so annoying. And it is awful, isn't it, with social media? Because it can really wind you up in a way where you just think, this is an ugly bit of my personality. Because I'll stomp into the kitchen and I can see my husband, who's also quite frightened of me and my anxiety. Let me tell you as well. I go in and he goes, everything okay? In that, I know when he goes, everything okay? He's kind of thinking, what is wrong with her face this morning? I go, if one more person does a 5K run in the pissing rain and feels good about it, and it goes, Okay, so shall I take the dog for a walk? <laughs> like, yeah, you can do that one. And so I think somebody took pity on me because I now do this great meditation that somebody told me. There's this wonderful woman called Dominique. She said, Emma, I think you'd be good for this one. It makes me laugh every time I think about it because I have to picture myself and then I'm in the middle of a snow globe and somebody's picked it up and has shaken it really violently. So I'm surrounded in snow and you watch it fall until it settles and I thought it's actually really worked but you have to find what works for you because that is me I am the snow globe and it is chaos and it's swirling around so that's something that I can do and it doesn't take long but it is it's finding your thing it's finding your thing and it's finding social media so what I love about again your social media is it's real I, I I and I also hate that word it's an annoying word authentic real but it is, and we need authentic and real. We need you going, oh, I didn't feel like this. You're brilliant on social media. And I love that because it's just irritating otherwise, deeply, deeply irritating when it's not. There are some days if I put what I really thought, sometimes I do, I get so angry at at the kind of foo-foo nonsense of Instagram and people and their bloody lives. You know, well, it's the perfection. You're like, you're in the middle of a global pandemic. This is not, how have you gone? How have you gone and in lockdown and had a facial and, and, and your hair looks amazing and, and you're having a rose petal bath. Rose petal oh. baths get to me. It was avocado toast in the morning. It was too perfect. Now it's the rose petal bath. I do think there's a responsibility to a degree that goes with social media. I do think there's a responsibility if you're going to do what you're doing. And I think there's a responsibility for anybody that is in the public eye to make sure that your social media is... It's balanced. It's balanced. Yeah, Yeah, it's the good with the bad. It's the glamorous with the real. Yeah, definitely. I'm not vain. You know, yes, I like looking nice. And yes, I love... Who doesn't like going, oh, I think I look quite nice in that picture. I'll put that one out. But I also... (laughs) It does not bother me for people to see what I know. Something's quite funny. Well, I think you look gorgeous. I've said to you on your Instagram many a time, you do look gorgeous, but I love it because actually when you do post a glamorous picture, you go, I'm posting this because I actually think I look really good. (laughs) And again, that's really quite really like, because look, I've had my makeup done and I've, so you sort of, you, you you recognize it well I, I I do think I mean I think I could as you know I could talk to you all day and probably that's why the computer broke the last time so we could do it all over again <laughs> but I, I do think that you you know I am a huge fan of the book so I say I got it for the last time and I thought you it was so brilliantly written it was so honest and great and I think the new website and I think the community that you're building and the sort of gym membership for the for the mind and the brain is is such a needed and brilliant idea and I will miss you on telly, but I totally see why you stepped away from it. And I actually think it's one bit of advice for me was always walk away on a high. And I think you've done that. You were there at Loose Women when it was just right at that peak of everything. And so I think doing what you've done at the time you've done it, I personally think you've done 
a brilliant thing. And I know the adrenaline that it gives. And I know what it's like to be the person that kind of holds it together. And it is that teamwork. And it's so many things, TV. And in my life, very few things. I thought I will never find something that ticks that box again. But you know what does? It's doing what you're doing. It's doing what I'm doing. It's that thing we both like to talk to people and we like to hear the real thing and the, and the bit behind it and that. And I think that perhaps TV clouded one's ability to think that you could do that outside of a TV studio. And that actually, and, and I think in a funny way, COVID with all its technical challenges, which God knows I found them a huge technical challenge, but it has made us realize that there are now new ways we can contact people and, and, you know, you doing a live, you know, people assume you're standing in the middle of a TV studio, but you're actually probably sitting where you're chatting to me now, but you've got this screen of a hundred faces and it's still that same adrenaline. I'm sure. I mean, I haven't done that kind of thing. I can barely click just you up on the screen, but <laughs> you clearly can technically get a hundred people on screen. That must be amazing. Cause that's the same as doing it to a live audience. And in a way it's better. Because yeah. it's like doing live telly, but you can see everyone at home. Because yes. before you were performing to a red light, whereas now I can see, I mean, sometimes it's quite off-putting because you can see people like we all do when we watch telly. You can see people- Multitask. Their kids or walking <laughs> yeah. around the kitchen. Or do, the insecure part of you is going, oh no, they don't like what you're saying. Why are they walking around? <laughs> Actually, they're just- the normal normal stuff so I have to ask you my two questions which is which are the what what gives you life what feeds your soul oh gosh do you know and I, again this is what's so good that one I can't remember what I said to you last time but I bet my answer will be different well you'll never know because you didn't record it so that's amazing so I could actually <laughs> say either or who knows it's in the ether it's in the ether I bet my answer is different because what gives me life actually is seeing the look on people's faces when I when I can see that something's sunk in yeah and I've helped them in some way for me that oh my gosh it literally gives me so much joy the only way I can liken it is to when you're a parent and you're trying to explain something to a child who doesn't doesn't understand why something isn't working and maybe they've had a tantrum or maybe you know or they're having problems at school and then you see them Oh. oh okay and then their life is is better it's a bit like that but on a yeah. massive scale and yeah. it gives me so much joy that gives me life it's awesome yeah. and I guess maybe similarly feeds your soul now having 100% given myself over to this new life it feeds my soul because I realized actually that was what was missing before I loved yeah. the job but my soul wasn't in it and now I feel like my, my soul is, is in it. I, I think you're a very brave woman, because as I say, I think a lot of people suffer from anxiety. Obviously, not as many people go through an actual breakdown like you did and really have to rebuild themselves from the ground up again and really pull themselves together. It takes an even braver person to talk about it, to write about it, and then try and you know, give it back to others to kind of go, this is, I can help you. So I, I, I honestly, Andrea, I think you've done such a great job doing this. So thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe and also if you've enjoyed this episode do leave a five-star review and you can find out more by going to buyemma.co